Welcome to the party. I'm Sam Ekstrom of Locked On Sports Minnesota. The Minnesota Vikings schedule has fully leaked. We're going to break it down on today's party. I'm Luke Braun of Locked On Vikings, and I'm going to show up to camp finally understanding the playbook. Luke Inman on Twitter, at Luke underscore Spinman. I know Sam is pumped. He can now finally book his Thunder Down Under tickets in beautiful Las Vegas. Hey, my name is Arifa Sun with Pro Football Network. Excited not to have to care about my travel schedule. All 17 games broken down on today's Minnesota football party. Locked on Sports Minnesota podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. It's time for the Minnesota football party. It's your guys hanging out talking next level Vikings football. So join in with Pro Football Network's Arif Hassan, Locked On Vikings Luke Braun, Superior Sports Talk's Luke Inman, and Vikings Insider Sam Ekstrom, plus the biggest names in Minnesota football for the Minnesota Football Party. And it starts now. It's the Thursday edition of the Minnesota Football Party. Welcome into the show. I'm Sam. The two Lukes are here and Arif Hassan, all covering the Vikings here at Locked On Sports Minnesota. We are with you Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. You can subscribe to Locked On Sports Minnesota and get all of our shows, Ron Johnson Show, Minnesota Sports Rankum, Locked On Sports Minnesota. Please subscribe or find us free and available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on the SiriusXM app, our fine new partners over at Sirius. Ron Johnson joins today's show early. We will be breaking down the Minnesota Vikings schedule in full. Thank you, Leaks. We appreciate it. You snuck in before the show began. It seems like we have the full Vikings schedule at our disposal. We break it all down, and then, in our excitement, we're going to give you a 53-man Minnesota Vikings roster in way too early fashion. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. It's the official sportsbook partner of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Uh, this is how we roll on this show when, when news breaks just before the program. Minnesota Vikings schedule has leaked apparently in full, guys, and I'm going with it because this iteration of the schedule tracks with every other leak that I've seen. Yes. But we're responsible journalists. We source our material. This is courtesy of Eli Corbett. Eli Corbett. And it it lines up with leaks I've seen from Alec Lewis, Ben Gessling, Bill Huber, Skull Bros. Um Uh, real quick, I want to say Eli Corbett is sourcing from Skull Bros. So if we're going to credit anyone, it should be Skull Bros. Okay, he is sourcing from Skull Bros. Yeah. Well, Skull, Skull Bros, who doesn't seem to get anything wrong, um, he his leaks are in line with other leaks I've seen. So we've got the schedule. We're gonna we're gonna break it down. You guys have had about five minutes to look at it. Um, what do you think, Luke Inman? Viking schedule. What do you think? 
Uh, Kirk Cousins in prime time, guys. Five prime time games. Remember going into last year, Kirk was 0-9 heading in, and then he won two versus the Bears. I think it was 2020 and 2021. Looked like things were turning around. Struggled a little bit again last year, but five prime time games. That's the headliner, I think, when you look at this schedule the way it is. Catching the Eagles and Chiefs early, I actually don't mind that. Great test for the secondary and the defense specifically as far as communication and just learning and growing and getting that cohesiveness together. Um, you catch the Chiefs, by the way, in between the Panthers and the Bears, kind of like that. Sam Darnold, you should be catching uh, before Brock Purdy comes back week seven, it sounds like. So that'll be good as well. Last year had their early bye after the London game. This year you get the bye in week 13. All things considering, just knowing the opponents heading into today, not knowing the order in which it would unfold, I kind of like the way that it's kind of all shook out here, Sam, and just the order everything takes place in. Yeah, I think it's a gettable schedule. I like that you start out with a Bucks team down on its luck. I mean, you're going to be favored at home by nine in that game. That feels like a, a, a heavy Vikings favorite game. Go to Philadelphia in week two again. That's going to be tough, guys. But I like the Chiefs. I like that the Chiefs game is insulated by the Panthers and Bears, two very winnable games. Uh, we've got Ron Johnson here as well. Now, Ron has seen the schedule, the official schedule. So I guess if if he sees any discrepancies, he can let us know. He's probably not allowed to, actually. But uh, Ron will put you on the spot. So this is the leak. We're looking at the leak right now of the Minnesota Vikings schedule. I know you've seen it. I don't want to get you in trouble, Ron, but we're breaking this thing down as if it's real. A lot of prime time for the Minnesota Vikings this year. It looks like five prime time games for Kirk Cousins and the Vikes. Uh, <clears throat> well, as far as the schedule goes, I mean, that's the leak. That's the leak. I don't know where that's, that's on Twitter, I guess, or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that it is what it is. <laughs> you you don't need to confirm or deny, but I can't even I, really see it though. Like on my screen, I can't I can't see yeah. it that that big. But no, I mean as far as the schedule goes, uh, you know, when you look at other teams that have put their schedules out that are saying this is when we play the Vikings or whatever, that's how people kind of formulate and, and get these together. I was just listening to uh Dan Patrick on uh XM radio and uh he he's talking to one of the six NFL execs that are part of that group of six NFL execs uh they get together and they put the schedule together and the first thing he asked him is like who's Roger Goodell's favorite team and he's like he loves all 32 the same and for those that are parents out there that's a lie like we could easily get uh what was it Maury Povich or I can't remember or whoever would do that but uh the 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 we we interviewed and the results we are determined we determined that was a lie, that was a lie. lie. <laughs> there's no way you love all 32 teams the same um, and when that happens, because they say, you know, once you do the schedule, so on and so forth, there's personal feelings put into this. But at the end of the day, it's about TV, about ratings and Kirk Cousins in prime time, like it or love it. The conversation is going to come out. Can he win in prime time? The conversation is going to come out if he wins all five prime time games, which he won't. Um, but if he does now, has, has Kevin O'Connell really changed that narrative around Kirk Cousins and, and what we should expect of him? Uh, so I think there's a lot that goes into it. But but again, Kevin O'Connell has created an offense and a team that's desirable. It's not about the defense. It's about the offense. The offense sells tickets. The defense wins Super Bowls. And so if you want to sell tickets, you want to put Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison and Kirk Cousins and TJ Hawkinson on primetime TV. And, <clears throat> and that's the reason. Also, um, towards the end of the year, there's some flex opportunities. There's some to-be-determined opportunities as well within the schedule. So... 
they're, they're, my guess is those probably, if the Vikings go, and in my opinion, I think they probably have a chance to go 8-4 and four in the first 12 games. If that happens, you're going to see the Vikings flex to prime time a little bit more down the stretch because they're they're going to – and that's if they are a good offense. But, yeah, I mean, as far as the schedule goes, um, I think, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, um, uh, the Eagles, those are the te- – the Bills, those are the teams that they're going to want to put on prime time. Why? Just because they're offenses. You know, Joe Burrow, you want these high-flying offenses on prime time because that's what sells tickets. Sam, I see the Bengals game says TBD. Likely, maybe that could be a flex as well. Possibly six primetime games and four in six games as well in six weeks. That would be crazy. Real quick, too. Outside of that Bengals game at Cincy Week 15, no crazy cold games either. I mean, you catch Green Bay at Lambeau, what, late October? I guess Denver, November 19th. But this could look a lot worse, again, if you get those cold outdoor weather games later in the year. Well, yeah, I said no, this. No doubt. Yeah, no. I, I said this with Sam, though. I said the same thing. I said if they do it right, the Vikings should play the Packers early, and then they should play the Packers late indoors. And and it mm-hmm. and you know my guess is it's going to happen that way. Um, who knows? I know uh, I got into an argument this morning on Twitter with Peter Bukowski, of course. Who else? Um, because <laughs> I just tweeted that uh, I tweeted that Jordan Love was thrown to the wolves in Game One and not giving him a home game. They gave him a road game. And, uh, you know, of course, people are like, oh, how are they siding with Aaron Rodgers? You know, Packers fans, I, I feel like since they lost Aaron Rodgers, every morning they wake up, they just don't have enough coffee to help them function throughout the day because uh, – I, and, I, and I told <laughs> people – talking something. like <laughs> Clearly, I said, hey, I said, let me let you know a little secret. I said, no matter who the Packers were scheduled the first game, if it was the Vikings, if it was the Lions, I was going to say the same thing, that they threw Jordan, Wolf, Jordan Love to the Wolves uh, because – if they don't give him a home game, you're throwing him to a crowd the very first game that's going to be loud and noisy and excited. And then, of course, the, the Bukowskiites, uh, all his little minions are, oh, wolves, and they're posting pictures of corgis and dogs. I'm like, I don't think you guys realize oh. that I'm not a Bears fan. I mean, I do know Spice Adams. Uh, I did play for the Bears, but I'm not a Bears support like i don't work for the bears so your little memes and tweets about the the bears defense being bad i don't really care like i don't think jordan love like i feel like if jordan love were to play alabama or georgia in the first game they would be throwing them to the wolves like that was going to be my retreat regardless if it was on the road now if it was at, at green bay i might be and then they're like oh they love aaron Rodgers because he got the bills the first game yeah that's because they want to sell tickets uh, but at the end of the day, they have Sauce Gardner, and uh, they have one of the best defenses in the NFL. So I think they're going to be just fine against the Buffalo Bills with an Aaron Rodgers. But again, people are a little bit sensitive because Aaron Rodgers has moved on. He has a better girlfriend now. And, uh, you know, everybody's not happy. Um, Ron, real quick, we haven't addressed this yet. And again, if this leak is true, I'm seeing Lions in week 16 and 18 if that's accurate that is a a very interesting quick turnaround with those two lions games right at the end of the year yeah tune in to uh, vikings.com at uh vikings.com at 7 p.m uh we will be breaking down the entire schedule in his in his entirety uh there also will be a nice little video teaser with uh some cameos from john randall tj hawkinson kirk cousins in his van uh myself paul allen gabe henderson tatum everett uh, was a fun shoot. I don't know the other players because some of them were in the indoor. So this was like a drone finder flying around the facility. Uh, in my immediate purview was uh, John Randall, Kirk Cousins, TJ Hawkinson, Victor the Viking, uh, myself, Gabe and Paul Allen, and Tatum. So I don't know what other players were out there. 
Uh, but the drone was ridiculous. So at 7 p.m., uh, we're gonna yeah. find out. Uh, and we have some we do have some breakdown of how the schedule's set, how the games are going. Uh, but this this is not new if this happens because they've done this before where the Vikings play the Lions on a quick turnaround uh in in the same month. So it's happened before. It is what it is. You've got five away games in seven matchups. Interesting how the home and away kind of all got laid out yeah. as well. And Ron yeah. probably can't speak to it too much because he's got to save it for for tonight sure. for the big unveil with the Vikings too. So we don't want to put him on the spot. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I, I think when you look at home versus road, the biggest thing is you're not going international. Uh, and then as far as bye week goes, uh, where where are they putting your bye week? Most players want it week nine or ten, um, and, and so that that all I think is part of it. Road versus home, honestly, when you have an A plus on your report card and travel and amenities and and food. Traveling is not bad. Like when you have a really nice plane and really big cush cushy seats and your hotel is going to be a five star hotel like Macaulay Calkin uh, in Home Alone and Lost in New York. It, it, I mean, come on now. Like it's not this is not you're on a bus going to Albuquerque, New Mexico from Minnesota. So I, I think sometimes and, and also when you're on the road and you're getting away from your weather, you know, and you're going maybe to an indoor stadium. Uh, that's also a bonus. Now, it is tough when the crowd noise is there and so on and so forth, but winning kills the crowd. You win, that crowd's going to shut up really fast. So I, I think, you know, home versus road, the only ones for me that are going to be tough, and I think this is going to be a rest of the NFL because everybody's trying to figure this out, is the owners that opt to take that second Thursday night game and then these short turnarounds from Sunday to Thursday games uh, because that's tough. And so when you have to go on the road on a short, short week, that's hard. That's hard. And so, you know, I, I think that's going to be the key for a lot of these uh, teams going forward is everybody's looking at that. Like, look, if you're going to make us play Sunday and then Thursday, can we get two home games back to back or at least a road? And then our home game is the Thursday. Like that's, I think, going to be the argument next for the NFL players in, in, in the uh, in NFL PA. For sure. Ron. What, what uh, sorry, Reef. I'll just sure. say we'll uh, we'll save your schedule reaction, Ron, until tonight with the Vikings, and then tomorrow on the roundtable, and we'll try to hit you with some other with some other items as well. Oh, Reef. I got some takes. I got some great takes. Yeah. I will say this: I did receive a text message. Uh, I'm not gonna say from who, but they said, "Man, that was a great job breaking down the schedule," uh, and we hope to do this for years to come. So. Clearly, uh, I will right. say I did make a Jackson Mahomes joke, and it and they they said it's fine. So I did have a Jackson Mahomes it made it joke. That it made it through, yeah, because I've had some stuff like I, I'm 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 a habitual line stepper, as you guys know. Uh, mm -hmm. I I don't care. Uh, I will do it on TV, like I will do it wherever. And so I'm a habitual line stepper, and everybody's waiting. Like when is Ryan going to step on? So I have had some that have had to get taken out because it is representing the Minnesota Vikings, so they can't put some out there saying, uh, like, I mean, I did say that the Arizona Cardinals cheated. They had burner phones. I mean, they're they're out there acting like they're the CIA and FBI uh, when the coach was supposed to be suspended, uh, which leads me to believe when the Saints coach was suspended, he had a burner phone and ways to communicate with the team, but we're not going to talk about Sean Payton and the Denver Broncos. Uh, we are going to talk about uh, the schedule release. And yeah, my, my joke with Jackson Mahomes is just, I don't want him doing TikToks at U.S. Bank Stadium. That was kind of it. I was like, hopefully he doesn't show up uh, because we don't want to have to deal with him in TikToks at U.S. Bank Stadium. So it wasn't, but it, there's some other stuff and I'll see, I don't know if it's in there or not, but yeah, Jackson Mahomes. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't want that. We don't want that. No.
no one wants that. But, but but it'll be just our luck. We end up with a Rifa sign in the background of a of a Jackson Mahomes TikTok. Watch. It's gonna happen. <laughs> viral enough. He doesn't need that fame. Yeah, I don't need We're like Brittany Mahomes. Brittany Mahomes, Rifa Sign, and uh Jackson Mahomes. Like that. Imagine three, that video. Three piece in a pot. Choreographed dance. Yeah, no, for sure. Arif, what do you got for Ron? Oh, yeah. I just want to know, like, when players receive the schedule, like, mm-hmm. how do they, like, react to it? Do they do they typically, you know, just say, hey, okay, whatever, this is week mm-hmm. by week, or do they circle some games they really like? Do they uh, tend to focus on games that are prime time? Do they focus on teams that they feel like have, have spurned them or wronged them in some way? Like, how do mm-hmm. players generally react to the schedule? Are they excited about easy games? And how often are they right about their reactions? Uh, so I was, I mean, like I said, I was standing there with TJ Hawkinson as you know, everybody kind of, you know, had an idea tonight, 7 PM. Uh, so when you, when you look at like guys like that, like TJ Hawkinson, you know, it's when do I play the lions? How was that set up? When you look at, uh, older guys, it's when is my bye week because my body, you know, like when, when, when can I tell the wife, Hey, we can have a little mini three day vacation, um, you know, for the families that travel, it's like, well, what games are on the schedule that we can travel to as a family. Like, guys, look at that. Like, are we playing in Miami? Are we playing in L.A.? Uh, you know, because the Chargers in L.A., like, that's a nice venue. That's a nice uh, area. Vegas. When are we going to Vegas? You know, what's going on? Like, how quick can I get to Vegas? How long can I stay? What do we have that next week? Uh, like, a lot of guys do that. Now, they don't do it vocally because a coach doesn't right. – like. To a coach, you're supposed to worry about playing one team at a time. Mm-hmm. But to a family and people that have tickets and people that want to come to town, Christmas. Are we playing on Christmas? Are we playing on New Year's Eve? Uh, are we playing on Thanksgiving? All of that stuff uh, matters. And I think, you know, a lot of players uh, and people, you know, when you look at the holiday this year, Sunday and Sunday being New Year's Eve and, uh, and Christmas Eve, um, everybody's kind of like hoping, like, are we home for the holiday and that and that that's the other part of it uh luke braun what do you have for ron i think we skipped you uh so one of the things that i always look for when the schedule comes out is like what's the worst like road trip right you got Mm -hmm. you know green bay then atlanta that's not too far but the, the the furthest west they go the whole year is vegas and then they have to flip back towards cincinnati so that's a lot of time zone shifting um the I, I think about like the London game last year and all of the sleep science stuff that they did with managing that time zone shifting. But is that something we we talk too much about? Is that that big, of, big of a deal to go from kind of, you know, West Coast time all the way to East Coast time back to back weeks? Well, if you're a fan of uh, PJ Fleck and uh, circadian rhythms, um, yeah. it can be and it can't be like I've been on a road trip with the Gophers uh, as a sideline reporter for one of their TV games and PJ Fleck kept the team on central time, even though we were in the East time, you know, Eastern time zone. And so I'm guessing a lot of coaches do that knowing they have to flip flop. And so, uh, and we did that as the Baltimore Ravens. When we went, we, 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 there was a hurricane and a monsoon coming like to, to Baltimore, to the East coast and a flood. It did flood. Um, and so we left early. We left and we spent the entire week in San Diego getting ready to play the Chargers just before they were L.A. And when we got there, we stayed on East Coast time because they're like, look, even though we're going to be in L.A. for a week, we don't want you guys having your bodies off. So when we get back, you got to figure it out again. So it literally was the worst because we had, you know, 7 a.m. wake up call on the East. 
that's 4 a.m. on the West. So we were getting woken up at 4 a.m. to go downstairs and have meetings. We were going down to have breakfast, um, which guys are like, are you kidding me right now? But we were doing it. Like we were trying to keep our bodies on East Coast time for that week because they didn't want us to get thrown off. Um, you know, we would be done with the greatest, though, if we would be done with practice, you know, by, you know, noon, because they're like, look, three o'clock on the east, but we want to keep you guys. So noon, we were done. So then we'd be in our rooms. We can go walking around and eat, blah, blah. But then the bad part comes. Bedtime is 10 p.m. on the east. So that means we're going to bed at 7 p.m. on the west. And that was the hardest. We did have, I'm not going to lie, I'm not going to say names, but we did have guys get in trouble. We did have guys break curfew and take cabs all the way from San Diego to LA just to meet up with a young lady. Um, so we, we, we did have a lot of issues like that. We had guys showing up to practice in a taxi cab because they missed the bus because they were partying the night before. So yeah, but you know, Brian Billick did the best he could. Uh, I don't remember if we won that game against San Diego or not, uh, but I do know uh, coaches do take that into account. They try to keep their body clocks when they know they're going to have, you know, maybe back-to-back road trips or across the country, like you said, going from West Coast to East Coast time zones. Uh, there are coaches that do that. So I don't know if it matters too much, uh, especially with these new sleep number, you know, campaigns they're putting together for players and getting all these, you know, they take their pillows with them now. I mean, there's all kinds of science behind this stuff. Ron, just staying in the same realm, Vikings right out the gate, play two games in four days, Bucks September 10th, Eagles on Thursday night. What's that kind of turnaround like for a player? And if you're going to have to do that quick turnaround, is it nice to have it right out the gate like this in weeks one and two? Well, I know the Bucks talked about their first game. I don't know if the Eagles have talked about their second game. That's yeah. allegedly. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, that's the whole NFL. The whole NFL, that's why players don't want Thursday night football. But Jeff Bezos has a lot of money. And when Jeff Bezos is willing to put Thursday night football on his channel for Amazon Prime, the NFL is going to listen. They're like, dude, this dude's got like billions on top of billions on top of billions. So if he's willing to give us uh x amount because we haven't even really seen the true number for amazon prime and the streams and how many people have like new subscribers to the app new football fans to the app um but my guess is who cares like they're like look do it but no i again that thursday night that sunday to thursday night to me i think the nfl has to come up with a better plan whether it's you are going to have back-to-back home games if we do this to you uh, if your owner opts to have a second game, maybe you get a, another buy thrown in there and make it a 19-week uh, season. I don't know. Like, maybe they need to have a buy, an additional buy for Thursday night football players. So, meaning you play Sunday, then you have a bye week to turn around and play that Thursday to then, you know, I, shoot, but then you have to play that. No, 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 because that Thursday would be that week. Yeah, so then you play a Thursday, and then you move on to the very next Sunday, the next week. So, yeah, I mean, maybe that's the next wave of it. You get, you know, because the preseason, you could start to eat away at that. You can take that out. You can move out in one more game and just make it a two preseason game and make it a 19-week NFL season uh, with two buys. And maybe that takes into account these Thursday night football games. All right, that was the unofficial schedule discussion. The official schedule breakdown with Ron Johnson is tonight, Vikings.com. You can also hear him with Reggie Wilson, Luke Kinderman, and myself on Friday morning's roundtable where we will get even deeper into this Minnesota Vikings schedule. We'll also talk Vikings rookie camp with you, Ron, tomorrow as the Vikings rookies are taking the field. Uh, mm-hmm. Thanks a lot for your time, Ron. I know you got a busy day, and we'll watch you on Vikings.com tonight, all right? No, thank you. Appreciate how you guys have a good one. And uh, to all the Packers fans out there, it's going to be okay. It's going no, to it be okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. But for Peter Bukowski, it's going to be okay. <laughs>
Jordan Love will give you guys enough content for the year. Don't worry about it. He won't. He won't take ayahuasca, but he will. I don't know what he will do. But he I'm excited for Ron have versus something Peter. to talk about. Version two. <laughs> I just hope he throws. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. After my tweet now about the Bears defense, I I am literally gonna be watching that game, and I hope Jordan Love just that game. I hope he has a decent season because I, I for the culture. I want him to have a good season, but I hope. He throws like three interceptions and two fumbles against the Bears. I just hope so. I don't know. Because then I can go back to all these tweets. Because if he does have a good game, I know all these these trolls are going to come attack me. I know they are. And I've seen the movie Trolls. A bunch of trolls together, they're dangerous. I've seen the movie Trolls, <laughs> and I've seen Annika and uh, uh, Elsa and Anna with uh, Frozen and those trolls. Trolls are dangerous when there's a group of them. So be careful, people. <laughs> <laughs> That's good advice to end on. Thanks a lot, Ron. At 3 Ron Johnson, host of the Ron Johnson Show. Have a good one. All right. Take care, guys. Yep. Before we continue with our 53-man roster projection for the Minnesota Vikings, a reminder that we are brought to you by Built Bar, a delicious, nutritious, best-tasting protein bar in the world. It's Built Bar. You got to try them. They're healthy, and they are still amazing with 100% real dark chocolate. That's right, real chocolate on these built bars the flavors they're delectable peanut butter brownie cookies and cream uh coconut puff cookies and cream bar double chocolate puff so good you can get them at walmart you can get them at sam's club you can just go in the pharmacy section waddle on down there the four bar box the 13 bar box load up on some built bars or online conveniently get the specialty flavors at built.com again it's walmart it's sam's club it's built.com built bars you'll thank me later all right, more scheduled talk tomorrow on the roundtable with Ron Johnson and Reggie Wilson. But right now, I've assigned you all three position groups. We are going to go around the horn and put together a 53-man roster. So again, this is what we did last fall for our 53-man projections. If, if Luke is going to keep four quarterbacks, God bless him, then we have to account for that. We have to like rob somebody of a spot somewhere else. So we do have to be consistent with our 53 players. Uh, I have given Luke Inman the quarterbacks, the guards and centers, and the linebackers. Arif, you've got the running backs, tackles, and corners. Braun, the tight ends, the edge, and the safeties. I've given myself the wide receivers, interior D-line, and special teams. So let's start with uh, with the big one. Arif, or uh, sorry, Luke Inman, quarterbacks. Who are you going to keep on the roster? Sam, I feel like you're mad at me or something. Quarterbacks, that's kind of an easy one. Interior line and linebackers, did I do something wrong? Did I not pay you back for <laughs> golf last week or what? I'm robbed here, man. All right, well, quarterbacks, I think it's pretty easy. Last year, they only kept two guys, Nick Mullins and Cousins, but uh, I think they're going to roll with three. Kirk Cousins, dog. Nick Mullins, dog. Jaron Hall, dog. That's it. Three, one and done. Hat trick, baby. Uh, do you guys disagree at all? I mean, is there a chance Nick Mullins doesn't make the 53? I, I can't see it. I really can't. Uh, there's a chance, but I agree that it's pretty unlikely. I think yeah. that Nick Mullins is going to make that. I think they want to have a veteran behind. Uh, yeah, you don't want Jaron Hall, your number two, uh, going into the year. I, 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 Unless he just blows you guys away, but I, 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 I can't yeah. see it. I it just th that's what it would have to take. It would have to take Jaron Hall, like, coming out, winning the job, showing a, a, a lot of usefulness in like game prep and showing mm -hmm. that he's like, wow, he like gets everything. He's he can actually kind of do that backup role. That's halfway an assistant coach. If he can do that right out the gate, then I guess. But yeah, that doesn't seem likely. Yeah. Yeah. So they kept two last year. We're adding one this year where that extra guy, what position group where that comes from. I'm not sure, Sam. 
Yeah. All right. Luke goes chalk. Let's go to Arif with the running backs. Uh, I mean, this one's pretty easy. Uh, we're kind of assuming that Dalvin Cook is gone, right? And so um, they they kept a, a higher number of running backs than you'd expect last year. This year, they want to focus on the run game. So including the fullback, I'm keeping five. Um, so that's Alexander Madison, Ty Chandler, Dwayne McBride, Ken A. Wongwu, uh, and of course, C.J. Ham because you can't leave him off the roster at this point. And, right? and they kept five last year with C.J. Ham too, did, right. did they not? Okay. Yeah, and yeah. so so this emphasis yeah. on the run game, I think, is going gonna, is gonna to make that even more likely, that they'll mm-hmm. keep five. So I don't think I had to to worry too much about balancing against the other other needs on the roster. You're going to have to figure out where, where you're getting that extra quarterback from, from somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And do the Vikings even have a sixth? Usually there's one. There's, there's always one kind of back that... <laughs> Blends into the background. You mean on the ninety? Not, not this. Yeah, there's not even another back on the ninety. Yeah, uh, yeah Rose. Now like AJ Rose. They yeah, they don't have an yeah, AJ Rose. AJ Rose yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, they Are, they might. I believe they have. I, I believe they have an open spot on their roster right now because that one, mm-hmm. the international exemption. The, I forget his name. The French guy doesn't count. Junior Aho. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bron, you got the tight ends. Uh, for similar reasons, the increased emphasis on the run, the fact that we kind of expect uh, a little more 12 personnel. I'm going to four tight ends. Uh, this is something that previous iterations of the Vikings have done in seasons where they're trying to run out of 12 personnel a little bit more. So I'm sort of going off of that. Um, but uh, just signing Josh Oliver feels a little bit like they're they're going to be relying on that position a good bit more so that's tj hawkinson josh oliver that's easy and then it gets really hard i don't know what to make it after uh i, I guess johnny munt and then you've got like ben ellison nick muse and then uh, ben sims the undrafted guy i'm gonna go a little wild i feel like nick muse was closer to making the team last year hmm. than we we noticed i'm gonna i'm gonna say nick muse does it yeah right. baby. what they do last year did they keep three they kept three right they kept three last year. I'm, I, I think that I'm, I guess I'm, yeah, I'm projecting that they, they up that mm-hmm. with this new kind of emphasis on big could guys. Totally see it. Yeah, totally we're totally going to have to, we're going to have to be pretty aggressive about, cause now we're plus two. Yeah. Now we're plus right? two here. We'll just leave it to a reef when he does tackles. We'll just make a reef have three tackles. Um, <laughs> wide receiver. I've got six. I think that's a pretty normal number. That's what they had last I've, year, right? I've got it is. Yep. I've got Jefferson. I've got Osborne. I've got Addison. I've got Naylor. And then it gets tricky. I don't think Rager's going to be on the team. I think that Malik Knowles is too good to expose to waivers. I think he gets through. And then I think Tristan Jackson is your wild card sixth. I don't think that Prol makes it. I don't think that Powell makes it. Um, and if I'm if I am exchanging Jackson for anyone, it would be Powell. I think he's the seventh man. Um, but I'm going to be a little weird here. I'm going to go Tristan Jackson. You know I love Malik Knowles, so I hope you're just right. Just be clear, I you're getting you're getting rid of one of the tackles for Tristan Jackson. That's that's what's happening. I want to make your life difficult. Yes, that's my goal. <laughs> Despite it, it would be wild to see it happen. And I hope Malik Knowles, who probably will go to the practice squad, doesn't get sniped or plucked from some other team. But yeah, we've talked about as a semi-hot take, maybe Rager doesn't make the 53. So it could happen.
Hot take. Who's returning also, punts? Also, you can you can keep as many uh, who's returning punts. Yeah, I mean that Ray feels Powell. like if Jalen yeah. Rager loses the punt job, that feels like the way he Powell he has to. So you got to right. keep Powell. But you yeah, cut yeah, Powell and too. I didn't, and I didn't keep Powell. Yeah, <laughs> but that we're just I going could, for the block every time. I mean, every I have punt, to figure this out at cornerback too because I can't I can't add another corner. This is that's like the only other because unless we're having Kenny return punts as well, that falls on me, right? Because if you don't have a receiver who's returning punts then the only other position that's going to do it besides running back, which we've already figured out is cornerback. That's me too. There, there's a lot of, there's a lot of time left to reflect. Just, just calm down here. We got, we can figure this out. Maybe <laughs> Jalen Naylor. Naylor took a uh, punts at Michigan state. What have I that's ever been I'm... calm? Could be Naylor. If you can catch him. Naylor at Michigan state returned. It was a return. Eight punts. Yeah. Let's go. We're fine. We're fine. Right. There it is. Jalen Naylor beats Jalen Rager at the punt return competition, knocking Rager off the uh, roster. All right. Lock it Guards in. Guards and centers. Guards cool. and centers. Luke Inman. Guards and centers. Woohoo. Uh, they kept what? Uh, <laughs> 10 offensive linemen last year, five interior. Got your three starters Ezra, Bradbury, Ed Ingram, little birdie. Was chirping in my ear, told me Blake Brandle was taking some reps and snaps at guard and center over Oliudo. They didn't try Oliudo out there, Vidarian Low, just Blake Brandle. So maybe they think Brandle has some position flexibility there. Uh, I'll keep Schlotman, and just because we're down so many positions, maybe I'll keep four. Maybe I'll, I'll do you guys a favor and keep four. I'm just going to keep four instead of five. Maybe not so the most realistic Schlottman? thing, but I'm just going to keep Schlotman. Alan okay. Ali, maybe he makes a practice squad. Blake Brandle gives you some interior flexibility. I said Schlotman. Chris Reed. I got to keep Chris Reed over Schlotman. Okay. Over Schlotman. Correct. Got it. Okay. There, there's your roster be, spot, uh, Reed. See how easy no, that was? Well, so we're, we're plus one, so we still have to figure this out. But yeah. We're, we're at three. That's eight, an interesting competition 12, between 18, uh, Reed and Schlotman. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Vikings can only have they don't they you only need eleven defenders, Arif. I mean, we're, you have plenty of numbers to work with. Cool. Tackles. Doing tackles now. All right. Yes. So just just to be clear, the tackle that's gone on our three tackle roster is Ole Udo. So you kept Christian Jackson, so you could kick Ole Udo off the roster. That's what happened. I want you to recognize that. That's Ole Udo is an expiring contract. Christian Jackson is a budding star. I bet Wait, Tristan Jackson's so also So we got rid of Rager and Powell, and we kept Naylor, Jackson, and Malik Knowles. I appreciate sure the futures contract. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah, didn't I, keep Malik Knowles. They're, they're both expiring contracts. <laughs> All right. Well, it's it's obviously Christian Darrison and Brian O'Neill, and then uh, Blake Brandle obviously is making the team as well, um, which I guess there's no way. Okay, if Luke only has one depth offensive linemen along the interior there's no way we're leaving with only seven offensive linemen on the roster so i'm going to force oliudo into the conversation um just because we 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 cannot have two backup offensive linemen no no so i mean they kept 10 last year if we get out of here with nine i mean that still saves us one spot yeah so well this this is eight right because it's the yeah i think you gotta i think you gotta keep vidarian low as well All right. Well, if Brandell is as is is taking on a versatile role too, then mm-hmm. eight can work if like all eight of them play a bunch of different positions. And I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. if if that is true, are, of Brandell, are we then confident? All eight 
play a bunch are of Are we confident positions. that Ole Udo is going to have that? Like, because it was because his stint at guard was catastrophic. Terrible. We're considering him as a position as a depth guy. thing. Um, okay. Yeah. He, yeah. Then I guess I'm keeping attack Vidarian first, low. But... Well, let me ask you guys this. Do you want Vidarian low or do you want Austin Schlotman? Do you have a preference there at all? Uh, Austin Schlotman, that's who I'd prefer. Okay. Very well, maybe maybe yeah. we swap those guys out then. Maybe I keep Schlotman, I keep five, I keep Chris Reed and Schlotman, and then uh, we get rid of low. All right, so we have nine total offensive linemen. So we're still plus one on last offense. Year. All right, we're plus one, yeah. Where did we land? Where did we land here? Is Udo on the team? Yes. Yes. No Vidarian Low. They kept Udo, Vidarian Low, Schlotman, Chris Ree, Blake Brandel. Those are your backups last year. They kept five backups. They had 10 this year. We're not keeping Vidarian Low, correct? Yeah. There you he'll, go. he'll be on the practice squad. That's there you fine. Go. Okay. Are we keeping Schlotman? Yes. Yes. We are. All right. That was hard for me. Sorry. So we've got <laughs> 27. We have 27 offense. Okay, so that, that puts us like back it. at plus two. Got it. Cool. Yep. And so I think, so Tristan Jackson is on the bubble. Nick Muse is on the bubble. I think probably more so than than like your offensive lineman. Like sure. uh, Luke and I indulged on the skill positions and then the trenches are the ones that are having to suffer because of it. I make yeah, no The apologies. trenches and a reef. Yeah. Arif is suffering. Yeah. All right. Um, I can get rid of Nick Mullins. You, you just, uh, I got my finger on the trigger no, here. Him. You we're say the word. Him. We're keeping him. All right. Defense. All right. Yep. All right. Uh, Braun, edge. Ugh. Um, Good and luck, I man. assume by edge, we're, we're talking about Daniel Hunters and not yeah. technically D.E. Dean Lowry crap. Okay. Yep. Yes. Uh, all right. Daniel Hunter, Marcus Davenport. I'm gonna circle back to Zadarius Smith. Uh, now nah, we'll keep we'll, we'll keep Zadarius Smith. Let's say they figure something out on him. I sure, am gonna good. be uh, optimistic about that. And then you have this crazy battle for, and especially that we're plus two. I might I might uh, make up for some indulgence on offense here, like DJ Wanham, Pat Jones, Luigi Villan. Andre Carter, even Curtis Weaver's uh, a weird idea. I'm going to only keep one guy. I'll only go with four of these. Is and I'm going to make that guy Pat Jones. No, oh. I, I actually like that, Luke. I actually like that. If it came down to Jones or Wanham, I think I'd leave $300,000 contract for Andre Carter. He doesn't even make the team. Well, he'll make the practice squad. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, now he's poached. the most expensive practice squad player, but mostly he's going to be poached. <laughs> I talked to Mark. Ziggy. I talked to Mark. It's cool, man. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Penny's on the dollar. Don't See, he doesn't get a choice if he's... But here's the thing. If, you can't, if like, someone wants entice to, him. <laughs> if right. someone wants to put saying. Andre Carter in his current state on their 53-man roster... Have it. It's, he's, it, he's a 2 project, state, man. That famously, his body needs to be, like, re-sculpted with, right. without the army conditioning stuff right if somebody wants to put that dude on their active roster before that work is done by all it, means it, I mean, it sounds like the vikings were willing to do that with a three hundred thousand dollar contract because that's what they needed in order to, they didn't offer it out of nowhere they had to compete with other teams yeah that's just that's economics of of the market not like uh, this this reminds me of like Courtney right davis that's just and the, the way that the bidding went and the economics of the market dictate that teams find players that they like 
and signed them. That is how the function of the market works. Are they going to suddenly not like this guy at the end of camp? In like the 20 players term. every year get claimed. Why wouldn't it be the top undrafted free agent? Well, if, if teams liked him that much, they would have spent a draft pick on him. <laughs> this 340000 is, I think, like half of what he would actually make if he made the team. Like that as a sunk cost is very little. And teams cut draft late draft picks all the time, which is way more expensive, way more likely to get poached because that's somebody you probably had to take or another team would have actually spent a pick on him. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like looking at this 340 I'm, I'm going to start the, the top three undrafted free agents from the consensus board every year and see kind of what happens to them because I'm want i curious about that. That would be interesting. Well, the Vikings have like two I, of I, the three. I, I think the understanding of Andre Carter is that he's not ready to be on an active roster right now unless he just like totally shows that at camp and like legit makes the team like sure go for it um but the understanding is that he needs a year in a weight room and i think the 340 the three hundred thousand dollar signing bonus is kind of say hey make it our weight room do you think um do you think he can contribute on special teams right away because that's what teams want that roster spot for i think he can no but you don't uh, think he can control so, special teams right away? In defense of Arif, the does, Vikings does have the Vikings have drafted and stashed or and or even kept UDFAs for years. I mean, they're okay redshirting. Like I don't I think that yeah. that's definitely a thing Everything that they is. would do. Yeah. Now UDFA red shirts are probably a little rarer than like like Vidarian Lowe was this. Ty Chandler was this. Like these guys were buried with probably very little intention to play. Luigi Villane. Was Villane was a UDFA. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, did he make the roster out right? He was on it he all did. year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he made okay. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah he yeah, got in. I don't know, man. So it's not it's Suited not up, absurd played. to think that that they would do this. Bron, your video is kind of catastrophic right now. Yeah, I mean, Great. so is the audio, but I don't think he can fix that. Yeah. Because he's, I guess, yeah, because yeah, maybe. Right. I don't know if that was. I don't know if we can edit around that at all. Nope, in leaving the, it in. Okay, nope. sorry. Um. All right, I've got interior defensive line. You love the trenches. You're a football guy. I, love I gave trenches. you the interior line. I'm very Come curious on. to see what you're going to do here. I'm curious too. <laughs> okay. Uh, good. All right, Phillips. Uh, Bullard, Lowry, controversy yet? Honga, Roy. That's five. But it may well. No Ross Blacklock. No James Lynch. Nope. Nope. Yeah, I'm comfortable with all of those choices. Okay. Man. I like it. I like it. So we I, I could. Got, I could see. I could I see could Bullard see going either way. Yeah, exactly. I could potentially see five with Bullard gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we're going to have to cut back on linebacker, whoever has that. So we just cut Ross Blacklock and Jalen Rager, who we gave up draft picks for last year. Okay. Yep. That's what we do. And this does not shock anybody. <laughs> That's what we do. There's like nine players in this interior D-line room I could I could see making the team. Like, this is a hard one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I actually low-key like Kenny Willekes, too, as a sleeper 53 guy. But we'll see. Linebacker? Inside yeah. linebacker? Do it. Uh, last year they kept... 
What are they keep? Hold on. They kept four. Kendricks, Hicks, Asamoah, Troy Dye. Going to keep four as well. Jordan Hicks, Brian Asamoah. Ivan Pace is going to make the team. And then All it's right. either Troy Dye or Troy Reader. I'm going to go with Troy Reader. Troy Dye's played less than 300 snaps. Troy Reader, neither of them are great, but at least Troy Reader has logged almost 1,800 snaps. Uh, let me go with Reader over Troy Dye. Yeah, I also don't think Dye is that good of a special Dude, teamer. Is anyway, Dye actually though. 225 pounds? Seems smaller. I think it's <laughs> it's because he doesn't wear gloves. Yeah, he was born six, to be a long snapper. Yeah, man, two hundred and twenty-five pounds, six foot three linebacker. Holy smokes! All right, corners, Arif. All right, uh, this was uh, kind of tough because I didn't know if I wanted five or six, but I think I have to be at five at this point, um, given the roster dynamics that we've discussed so far. So it's really obvious then uh, who the top four are: Byron Murphy, Andrew Booth Jr., Mackay uh, Blackman. I keep Kai, on getting Mackay. that wrong. Um, a Caleb Evans. Uh, and then the fifth one, I want to be Jawan Williams. We still don't have a punt returner, I don't think. Uh, and if we did, um, actually, I don't know what Kalen Barnes's punt return history is, but that is kind of uh, an assumption I was working with when I was trying to figure out if I wanted a sixth guy. Um, I'll, I'll take a quick I think in. Naylor's our punt returner at this point. I think we've committed. Okay. Um, then, yeah, I'll, I'll just keep those five. Uh, yeah, how about him? about him? Look, <laughs> Christian Jackson. Uh, nope. <laughs> mm. So that's a that's a no for me, dog. Uh, all right. So you got five corners. Williams is your fifth. Who are you shirking? Like who's not making it? Oh, uh, well, Kalen Barnes, John, <laughs> John Reed, John, uh, John Reed. Who they, who they just grabbed, right? Um, yeah. Is that the Penn State guy? I'm mm-hmm. trying to remember. Um, I think so. Yeah, super athlete then, if I remember him correctly. Um, but yeah, uh, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to part ways with him. Um, and then uh, what? Jalen Williams, C.J. Colden, um, the undrafted free agents, uh, Tay Gowan, uh, who they signed to a reserve contract, Najee Thompson, undrafted free agent. Um, I don't think anything super weird about that. Um, and then I categorized Jay Ward as a safety, so mm-hmm. uh, whoever has safeties probably is gonna have to figure that one out. Uh, yeah, that's Braun, and I think it, you have four spots here to work with, so I think it's an easy call. Well, I guess Metellus. Nah. You have Mate- yeah, Metellus. Not, not, not as Jay Ward counts. Yeah, yep. that's tough. Uh, a good football player. I think I have to cut a good football player here. Uh, Would you rather Harrison have Josh Metellus or Christian Jackson? It all Josh comes Metellus. back to Christian Jackson. Well, I don't have control. basically determined that he's number 53, right? It's him and Nick Muse. All right. What if I exchange Jackson for Powell and fix our our punt return problem? It doesn't change it doesn't our roster solve. problem, but it solves yeah, one. It doesn't problem. solve the problem. Okay, and then yeah, you'd have so to get rid of Nick Muse. That's yeah. Then you, then if you, you want, if you wanted to keep Josh Metellus, I'm saying the, you don't. Have yeah, Josh well, that's Luke. That's and, I, and I would do tight that. ends, right? So Luke, you have to make the choice because you were also tight ends. Would you rather have? I'm Nick deeply Muse? unhappy about this. Good. Uh, would you rather have <laughs> Nick Muse or or uh, Josh Metellus? Uh, well, I'm wondering if that actually is the question. What if I did something spicy? Yeah, screw it. There's it's me. There's no consequences. I'm gonna cut Cam Bynum. Says Lewisine makes it. <gasps> wow. Why not? Yell at me. 
The guy who uh, Harrison Smith, Lewisine, Josh Metellus, Jay Ward. There's there's my room. Lewisine oh, takes the starting job, and Cam Bynum roster cut down day trade, and we'll get a pick out of it. Okay, that was my next two. question. Mm. Can we at least get you know, like a day three? Uh, all like right, a, like a Jesse Davis yep. conditional seventh round <laughs> in 2027. <laughs> yeah, right. ah, he's he's a starting safety. Somebody will somebody will give us a real pick for that. Ah, probably. That, yeah, probably. Yeah, will happen. Or Marcus Epps is a starting safety, and he just hit waivers. I mean, so. you don't have to go, but I respect it. I like it. It's spicy. It's fun. Nope, I'm not cut. I'm, I'm keeping exercise. four tight ends. That that I feel. I, it's yeah, I mean, or else, I, I think I so. About, one thing we didn't discuss is that Luke Braun has like an incentive to make it weird, and nobody makes it weirder than Nick Muse. So that's, I guess, that's fair. I actually love yeah, it. without, without like, Chris Boyd on the roster. Part of right. this. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> twenty-seven offense, twenty-three defense, three oh. for special teams. Oh God, I hate that. I, I <laughs> I'll, I'll go. I'll go chalk. Ever. <laughs> Joseph Wright to Paula um, to round it out. Let's never do a collaborative 53 again. That, that was sucked. great. We should run a team, guys. <laughs> really good at this. Get I, us in the I do that several we just, times. We, we silent ourselves season. into our own position groups. It's not, that's not collaboration, even. Right. I imagine yeah. this is how this is probably how the Vikings do it. They probably say, all right, Keenan McCardell, let's get you get the you get the final say. Pick the receiver. The final say. <laughs> and remember, well, <laughs> you haven't been thinking about punt return or kick return at all, but keep that in mind. <laughs> all right. I'm keeping I'm keeping Blake Prohl. I'm keeping Tristan Jackson. I'm keeping Brandon Powell. Whoa, whoa, Keenan. Whoa, whoa. We're a little overextended here. This nope. is like what 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 is that called when uh when a different writer picks up like the next page of a story or the next chapter of a story? Mm. And so you don't know where the story is gonna go. Mm. Uh, because someone else is writing the next mm. this is like that but somehow stupider <laughs> <laughs> um we'll uh we'll hold this in the archives for for a rainy Great. day and we'll, we'll break it out when we do our next collaborative 53 oh god like when and... the actual 53 happens we'll see just how bad we did here yeah we, we, yeah sam you, you do have to put an asterisk by this show and you got to make this clip so we can watch it on cut down day and see just how far off we were yeah um we'll do this again pre-training camp and we'll see how we feel yeah, or maybe all the mid training information camp. we'll have then yeah mid training camp we'll do this again yeah uh, he's Luke Inman. He's Luke Braun. He's Arif Hassan. It's the Minnesota Football Party. Schedule talk tomorrow on the roundtable, and then Arif and Luke back on Monday for more Vikings talk. Maybe some quotes coming out from Rookie Camp tomorrow as well. Subscribe on YouTube. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. And thank you so much for watching this uh, reckless Minnesota Football Party today. Until Monday. So long.